Up next on the You Ain't Or Nothing Yet podcast, we have an incredibly talented person. Now, I need to take a deep breath to name out all of these accolades. A musician, producer, singer, songwriter, podcaster, recording engineer, multi-instrumentalist, and to top it all off, has a BA Honours in music production. I mean, is it any bit of wonder she sounds so good? The music spans across different genres, um, and I mean, that's what makes it special, from folky influences to synth pop to alt pop. Emer's music just keeps on giving. I was lucky enough to uh, meet her in person um, a few weeks ago in a McDonald's on Grafton Street when I was absolutely steaming, and her music hasn't left my head since. Emer, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. I'm liking that introduction. (laughs) (laughs) One does try, one does try. Um, so I suppose just to kick us off, like, you don't want to just tell the listeners who you are, where you're from, and what do you do with yourself? So my name's Emer, singer, songwriter, producer, etc, etc. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm 24. I just lo- really love music. I've always loved music, um, as many artists who come on here probably say. <laughs> but I'm special. <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of got into music at a very early age because my dad has a really big... Um, cd collection so i grew up with a lot of classic rock influences um like neil young meatloaf um bruce springsteen all the greats all the greats absolutely (laughs) (laughs) the best and then when i turned like 14 50 i went very indie like so different like Mm. she loves the woods (laughs) she loves walking barefoot she's not like other girls (laughs) so that's when i found my folk influences um, oh, okay. like the paper kite and then yeah since then it's just grown exponentially like if you ask me who my influence is I can't tell you <laughs> because I just love all different kind of genres and I think that's probably why when I release a new song it's like different every time mm. it's like absorbing it all and you were saying that it was sort of your dad and his sort of cd collection and his musical influences that sort of got you that bug but was there an age when you like realized oh you know what I can actually sing I think when I was like nine, I remember coming downstairs and singing, I'm like a bird for my mom. And she's like, that's actually pretty good. And I was like, thanks. You know, I can actually like start enjoying this because guitar was always my main thing. So I mm. uh, started that when I was eight. And then when I started learning how to play other people's songs, I was like, geez, maybe I should learn some songs that I could sing. And then I started writing like proper songs when I was 12. And that's how I got into songwriting. And okay. um, yeah, and it's kind of funny because I think, I'm actually really excited for this step in my journey because while I was in college studying music production, because originally I was thinking of studying songwriting, but my mom made a good point. She's like, if you're already writing songs, why are you going to go study that? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so then I uh, got into music production instead. So I was like, well, I can make all my own stuff and then I can work with other artists. Um, so it's just a really nice position to be in. But um, I was so focused on learning that I actually kind of forgot that I was good at music and that I enjoyed it. Because it was so, always just get the next song out, keep your head down, learn, 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 learn. Yeah. And now I kind of at a stage now where I've put the work in, I've worked on myself a lot. I have a lot more confidence than I did at the beginning of my journey. Mm. So I'm like, hey, let's just see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, why not? You know. Yeah. <laughs> and and just before Sean uh, yeah. jumps in and starts asking about your EP, I do want to ask a question: How many instruments do you actually play? So jack of all trades kind of stuff. <laughs> so I play by ear a lot. So if you give me like a couple minutes with like a banjo, I can figure out a tune. So I play like guitar, ukulele, so piano, bass. That's how I got into playing in bands and stuff. Um, and then I think with string instruments, you kind of like, once you kind of know one pretty well, and I know guitar pretty well, you can mm-hmm. kind of translate them easily enough. I have a, a melodica as well. That's fun. <laughs> <Love> okay. <it. laughs> 
so just kind of like whatever i've had the, i have a trumpet but i'm really struggling with it um so far the only time i've used that has been in sound design of wah, 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 but like not a good one <laughs> okay okay <laughs> yeah fair play fair play thank you thank you Very good. so a mountain of influences and a mountain of talents and instruments and all sorts coming in in 2018 you released your first ep shades of you can how did that feel? You said you were involved in music from a very young age. Was that like inevitable? Did that feel like a release yeah. sort of? Absolutely. That one felt really great putting out. Um, so I was, I actually did that for my thesis in college. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So that was my first time ever actually producing a song of mine from beginning to end. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. So I've actually since taken it down because mm. I was skipping my own songs. And I was like, if I'm not listening to my own music, no one else is going to do that. So okay. I would love to do like a big like re-record and re-release of um, the songs, like maybe like next year or down the line. But yeah, I think the response was so exciting It was because I put out this this uh, EP and people were like, oh my God, like Emer's doing this. That's so cool. And then it got a really nice response. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I think like Perfect. a lot of releases and stuff is just kind of like putting something out and then if it's a good reaction it's like okay i can mm. i can delve into this a little bit further <laughs> yeah. i can go a little bit crazier you know <laughs> <So>. okay <laughs> mm-hmm. fair play because i mean i was i was i was looking for it and i couldn't i was trying to find it but i obviously read reviews and i was like hmm, where is this but i sort of thought to myself now when i read further on that um that you know it we will fingers crossed we will get it again anywhere fingers crossed you know <laughs> um but i suppose look i want to ask about your second ep then health um and i mean look it is exactly about that health and you know if you don't mind me asking is is it a reflection of where you were at or or the world because you know realistically like health at the moment is like under you know microscope you know and um, whether it be mental health or like physical health post covid and you know and none of us seem to be really getting any better you know yeah. so wh- wh- where did that come from yeah definitely like i i'm quite confident to say i struggled with my mental health like mm-hmm. as a teenager and as a young adult and i think like our whole like so many people are suffering these days because our entire system is built around that and it's like there's a reason so many young people are struggling and that's because mm-hmm. like i didn't like i i couldn't fit in in school like i didn't know how to be myself and how to be comfortable with myself and i okay. think i kind of like struggled a lot with like my self-confidence and then when you're in that place you accept a certain treatment for uh, from other people that yeah. you shouldn't that it's like oh my god because so i think college was a difficult time for me as well because um and i just kind of felt a little bit lost like um because yeah so so health is it's really a reflection of that but then I was really careful when I was making the EP because I didn't want it to seem like it was all about me okay because like it's my journey but I wanted to make something that people can say hey that's my journey Mm. and something that they can connect to and I think that when you're singing about mental health it's a very delicate topic because you can very easily make it cheesy and maybe kind of turn people away from it or maybe you can make it like like when you listen to the lyrics, it's intense, but like there's enough, like I was very careful to get, pick like the right instrumentation. And when the lyrics got a little bit heavy, I was pulled back on that. Or maybe like if there was a way to soften a message with something else, like in the, I actually, the most underrated one in my opinion is rest. It's at the end of it. Uh-huh. And um, it's like, it, it's just, it's not a happy ending. It's just meh. 
like okay eh. <laughs> you know i'll love you in the morning but for now i need a rest like we'll deal with this tomorrow i need a break then, i need a break <laughs> you know, like, let, me, let me just sleep on it let me have a nap and then in the end it's almost like you're in a pub or something there's like it's there's drums there's dancing there's singing mm. and it's just it, like when you the ep is a journey and mental health is a journey and health is a journey for everyone and mm. i think like the the ep actually begins with health it's like it's almost like the stages of grief in a sense it's like the, the, the first song health is realizing something's wrong the second one is kind of like how you might accept treatment from other people the third one is easy does where it's like okay let's just like take a second here let's sit down and then you have rest where it's like all right i need a moment yeah. almost like just sort of take a break and just like you know give me give me a, you know yeah give yeah. me a breath like, for most of the yeah like i feel shit right now can i just like take yeah. a nap <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first step actually accepting something yeah <laughs> You mentioned your song there, Easy Does It. Um, obviously, at one stage, uh, it's been translated and you've performed it in Irish. How did that come about? Was that, are you a Gael Gore yourself? And in the video, you seem to <clears throat> you seem to be having a lot of fun performing it in Irish. Is it a song that's close to you? Is it any more close to you, given that connection to the language? Yeah, so I love Irish history and Irish culture. I'm not very good at speaking Irish, which is like <laughs> a real shame, I think. Like, Neither are we. Neither me, are we, um, to be fair. <laughs> right but like, yeah. it's such a beautiful language and I think I that know. it's just yeah. like ta- it's just taught so wrong like people wind up hating it but I went to the Gale Talks and that's the only reason I got behind the leaving cert <laughs> because like when you're immersed in it it's actually really beautiful and I really love um Irish spirituality I feel like very like connected to it and um Shocked in the Gale was coming up um and that was and I suppose I was kind of looking for another project to do and um I just thought it would be kind of cool to have for Shocked and the Gaelic. And then I was thinking about like, um, like the Western areas of Ireland and like, maybe it'd be cool to kind of have like a, a, like a new modern song in Irish and maybe like inspire some other artists to maybe start performing in Irish more. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I went to the Seamus Ennis Centre and I recorded a performance of that over there. Seeing that um, performance, you looked like you were loving fucking life. I was. <laughs> and it's funny because like that mm-hmm. as well, like, like it's just been such a journey because it's like I remember at the beginning I worked with um a really fantastic uh, videographer uh called Luke and mm-hmm. and he was like Emer that's your like I was nervous and he's like that's your baby and I was like this is my baby <laughs> and, <it was> like, <laughs> and I started like like performing it really well and then like so then I kind of learned how to like let go a little bit and actually like feel the music which mm-hmm. is something that I've really only gotten the full hang of these days it's, it's kind of like it's like it's safe to get lost in the music it's safe mm. to become the song and yeah that's that's just something i've been learning <laughs> for, for play and no it is it's a beautiful beautiful song and just on the like sort of the irish language and sort of trad sort of you know elements that you know come into irish language you know, trad music and irish language is separate yet they're connected do do, do you enjoy trad music i can see light elements of death well not not light elements but definitely elements of folk throughout your music but in terms of like you know you know the like hardcore tradish almost is that is that something that you like to work with uh, yeah well i've actually recorded the trad group before um in college also a gal oh um, okay yeah so i have how like, did i miss know, that oh my god Jack. <laughs> but it's actually so it's funny so i actually have like a production company set up okay and so like it's like emr is the front artist mm-hmm. for the production company called pfp productions mm-hmm. and uh so i worked with like a trad band so that's up on the pfp youtube page and i also work with an incredible irish pianist called uh, katrina mccallini grimes 
Okay. Um, I've actually just released um a trad album for her, but she does like classical arrangements. Um, and I just I really love working with trad music because it's like you know the hard it's like this is something that's actually survived and to kind yeah. of be a part of keeping it alive it's it's really yeah. special so yeah like i mean i wouldn't be the type to like sit down and throw on a trad thing just while i'm hanging out or whatever but yeah. I, you know <laughs> but i do i do really love it and i yeah. do appreciate it yeah my, myself and sean are both uh very big trad fans been to many a fla um and yeah. uh yeah many many a late night session without a doubt but um I've sean the last two years yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so fun. You've also written for Film as well, too, uh, for Connor King's uh, Holiday Home. You're, uh, it's nice to meet you. Firstly, the song itself, is it a breakup song? And secondly, how did it, did, was that project approached any different because of the film connection? And how did it feel to have your music featured in that sort of project or medium? Um, firstly, it felt amazing to actually see, like, my song on a film because I actually really want to write, like, soundtracks and stuff. Um like they've really inspired me uh like the soundtrack for submarine and like any and the juno soundtrack and these upcoming a like coming of age indie films that's like <laughs> what <am> I <laughs> all day <laughs> you're like give me all that <laughs> give me it like i want to do it so connor king reached out to me um we have like a mute well my sister is his friend so he reached out and he said hey i'm working on this film would you mind writing a song for it and like he literally only had to tell me the plot line and I had the song like so it's actually it's a French it's not exactly a breakup song but like I think something that is people don't really understand in life and it actually took me a really long time to figure this out because like I'm quite like a caring person so if someone comes into my life I'm like I'm gonna do what I can for them or whatever but like sometimes they'll go mm. and that's okay yeah. and like just because you've had a really special moment with someone it doesn't mean it's going to be there forever, but it's just actually about appreciating that moment that you were with them. And that's a, that's like a bit of a tough pill to swallow sometimes because mm-hmm. uh, they could just be not, it could just be a friend and it's like, wait, but we, but we did that together. Where are you? And then yeah. it's like, they were just there for that. And that's it, okay. <laughs> it's that lump in the throat moment, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah where it's like, shit, but yeah. it's kind of almost normalizing it. It's like, that's just mm. a part of life. Yeah, it is. And but people are, will always come and go out of your life. Do you know what I mean? It is what it is, you know, and it's, uh, it's I suppose it's just great that you had the time to appreciate that, you know, moment with whoever it was, you know, or the or the collection of people. Exactly. And mm. that's actually what the film was about as well. So it's about these like um, friends who'd grown up um, going to this like summer holiday home together. And then they kind of stopped being able to relate to each other as much. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just it's just growing up. So like that's what the lyrics are. It's um, um carry on carry on the things they don't teach you when you're young come and go come and go if we don't learn we'll never grow it's nice to meet you if not for forever it was nice meeting you today oh oh, (laughs) it is but you know and just i know i'm not gonna lie i haven't i don't think either of us have seen the film but um i can definitely resonate with that you know you see people year on year out going to the same place down south somewhere and you know each year people do change do you know what i mean people every wee bit you know um But I also want to ask you as well about, um, you know, you collaborating as well, because you've created some really great tracks collaborating with people. Um, so, I mean, of course, we have Pretty Boy, we have um, we have Dreamland and also um, Prime Rib Ultimo, if I'm pronouncing correctly. Ultimo. Ultimo, yeah. Ultimo. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, you know, uh, how did they come? Yeah, I, 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 I am an incredibly bad reader. Do you know what I mean? At 26, it, it's horrendous. <laughs> Honestly, my friend Chris, he had to explain the title to me like seven times. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's, he's an English major and it's actually like very like <laughs> profound, but I, it's, it's, it's a good time. Yeah, that's kind of it <laughs> yeah i, I yeah. usually i usually get sean to read the instructions for me um or, or when, when we're when we're doing anything to be honest yeah. <laughs> um, well yeah those kids, mostly friends really so uh chris castell who's a happy accident that's a primable timo and he's on pretty boy as well he's a very good friend of mine um we were actually in a band together growing up that's how i met him so when i was 16 um my friend told me about like this band that her friend was auditioning for and she was like you should go over like you'd be perfect for it so i was like okay and that was during my like barefoot indie folk (laughs) like so different she draws pictures of deers you know (laughs) so um so it was during that time so and so i was in this folk group indie folk group we had like a violinist a cellist um two guitarists there were seven of us at one point and we were kind of like yeah we played wheelins a couple of times oh. um yeah i mean i was sick for the second time so i didn't make that one but mm. like we did a, like a few like gigs and stuff and um so then that's how i met chris so chris and i or a happy accident um our relationship has just kind of continued like we've grown up together we've like kept in contact and um yeah so then i wrote pretty boy and i kind of thought it would be really nice to have a male singer on it because the song is actually it's very much about like gender norms in society so it's like it would be nice to actually have it from a girl's perspective and a guy's perspective yeah even though it's just written originally written from one um and then uh because he was coming over to record i was like hey if you want to track i'll because this is my studio i make everything right here and uh i was like well if you're coming over you want to you got a song you want recorded (laughs) (laughs) very generous that was for letting you were like come on why not exactly do like a trade like you're on my song i'll do yours so then uh yeah so so i produced that um primable team vote for him so that's all my collaborations with the happy accident and then mm. shafi who's dreamland great pal of mine mm, so such, random. It's such a tune though it's such a tune. right oh i love it so he's actually in florida and okay. he just <laughs> randomly came across my instagram page and he was like she's pretty cool so he reached out and he listened to my song called rinse and repeat and he's like, yes. I love this. I play this in the car all the time. You know, like we were up, me and my friend, like me and my cousins were all like jamming to it. I was like, oh my God, that's like so cool. <laughs> So he really liked it. So I was like, well, hey, look, if you want to write a verse, for it, send it over. I'll throw it on. And he was like, oh my God, okay, that's so cool. So I actually have an, another verse for him for that. So I'm going to release that in October. Um, and then, but I'm kind of like, I love saying yes to things. And then I'm like really busy. So I totally forget about them. So then he emailed me and he was just like, hey, do this. I have the song for you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so Why not? He's, yeah. So he sent me over Dreamland. And originally, like, it was just a beat and um, and his vocals. So then I added, like, all the instrumentation to it and stuff, like the big choir and the guitars. And, um, and it's funny because when we both heard the song originally, we thought it wasn't going to be uplifting. We thought it was going to be more, like, mellow and, like, mm-hmm. almost sad. But then when I was playing it, it just kind of kept on, like, just, just kind of kept adding and just getting sparkly and then we both really liked the results so yeah for so dreamland for yeah. a play, for a play. I know I, I thoroughly I enjoyed the three of them, but I did I really did enjoy Dreamland to be honest. It's like it's just sort of like airy fairy. I was just loving life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um I was I when I listened to it for the first time, I was mopping the floor. Um so <laughs> that's so fun. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
glad you like it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you've mentioned there about your different sort of like creative uh, partners and processes. And your sound is something that has like changed over a period. So I wonder, could you give us an insight into your creative process? Like what inspires your music? How do you approach writing? And am I right in saying you have a home studio where all this wonderful music comes from? So this is my bedroom. Uh, so I have um, an iMac, uh, some speakers and Logic and um, just like practice really. So I think, so it's a, that's a really, really good question. So I actually, it's funny. So I'm the kind of person and I've, you know, I've been stuck at home for the last year. I've been doing a lot of self-reflection, mm. but I'm very adaptable. So like I'll kind of get a sense for what people want and what people are looking for like in conversation and everything and I'll kind of take that on so when I was writing music a lot it was kind of like okay this person is doing something that way and that person likes that so not that it was I mean I say that but at the same time it just kind of comes out of nowhere but like it's like I always kind of feel like there's a certain way that things are meant to be done and then the more I've gained confidence in myself and you know like it was a big like I had a mullet for a while I shaved my hair and like now I'm just kind of like I am who I am like <laughs> And so now I'm like, okay, it's like, it's okay to do like more weird stuff or maybe more like experimental stuff. So I have, so, I mean, I think yeah. the coolest example of kind of where, where I'm coming from versus where I'm going is I have this song called Boy Moon and mm. it's really beautiful. I wouldn't add any more to it, to be honest. It's like very, like, it's very sway, very guitar-y and all this kind of stuff. But I have this song coming out on the 13th of August, Friday 13th, called Want to Want. And okay. I was like, I'm going to put an electric guitar through a vocoder and see what happens. <laughs> and it's like, and it sounds awesome. And it's like, what is this? You know? And I have like, mm -hmm. it was raining. So I took like a recording of the rain outside and I put that into it and I did like loads of vocal layering. So it's just kind of like, it's wherever my safe space is evolving to is where I'm going. And I don't know where that could lead me, but it's like, okay, it's cool to do this. It's cool yeah. to try this. And then, you know, and like, I just kind of, um, yeah. not that it was ever really about what other people thought, but I just like, I just don't care anymore. I'm just kind of do whatever I want. And then it just is what it is. Fair play. I mean, you're, you're, you're on your own path, your own journey, and uh, only you can walk it. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. loving it. Loving that, that just the free, you're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's see what happens. Do you know what I mean? We'll just, exactly. we'll, we'll go with the flow here. Um, <laughs> You mentioned that you had played Whelan's um, earlier on, which, by the way, is just right. Like, literally, I could, if I was good at throwing a stone, I could hit Whelan's roof no from way. my gaff. I swear to God. Oh, yeah, my God. Swear to God. So, <laughs> so uh, Yeah, well, you know what? My bank account, though, isn't jealous, to be fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll I can tell imagine. You yeah. So I suppose, really, like, you know, you've played in some of the big haunts across Dublin. Um, is there a gig that, like, sticks out in your head as been, like, something, like, that was really special? So Christmas before COVID, <laughs> it's like the nightmare before Christmas. The COVID, <laughs> yeah. the COVID after Christmas, I played, <laughs> so, <laughs> I played a gig in a local pub of mine and it was just the best. It was just me, uh, my friend and like guitarist, Jamie O'Donoghue. Mm -hmm. And we were just sitting there and there was one point where you could just hear a penny drop. Like the pub was so full, oh. but like, I, I just feel like everyone was just with me. And it was the same. I had another um, gig in, in Wheelands, but it wasn't like the main stage. It was like the front of the bar on a folk night. Uh -huh. And like, it was really, I was so into it. And it's like, I would play Cajon and then I'd stand up and start clapping. And, my, and Chris was like, <laughs> well, you pick one or the other. Like, you can't <laughs> stop playing your instrument halfway through. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so and, um, I had a really nice in the button factory. I think it's just mm. like, kind of where I feel like I can really connect with people. Mm. 
because like when I like the reason that I would love to play like big concerts or whatever is like knowing someone out there is having the best night of their life and I'm a part of that yeah and like music for me is just all about that connection um so anytime that I can look at someone and they're like shit yeah like I get it or like you know where they're getting it I'm like yeah this is a good one you know fair play fair play Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're coming back to live gigs, hopefully, as you say, and you're going to get to work on more. I'm going to get to see you, and it's going to be great. But <laughs> in the last 18 months, where did those go? Um, you've been flat out, roughly, from what I can see for your releases, about 14, 15 releases. Was this always the plan? Was it sort of a, everything's closed, let's get stuck in? Or was there just some mad inspiration that kept striking? What, what was the crack? No, I just, I just did it. Like, to be honest, I was kind of spending all my time inside anyways. And I was like, no, I have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and it's great. So I've started a job in sound design recently. So I'm working with an American company and we do like educational videos for kids. So like I'm learning more about, so it's the same software, but just like different application. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot less time than I used to, but I don't, I'm just always writing. Like I've always got like a yearly release plan. And then I just like, I'm halfway through making one song and then I just kind of come up with another thing or like something else catches my attention. So it's just about like sitting down and actually finishing something. Um, but yeah, like, I just know, like, I'm always like, I prefer creating than consuming, you know, like I, mm. like I, if I'm going to spend my time in some way, I want to be like making something new because it's just enjoyable. Yeah. Like I just find it really, I don't know. I just, and for me as well, like when I write, I don't, feel like it's exactly coming from me it's almost like I'm like channeling it so when I do get inspiration I'm like I need to I need to do this now because yeah this I need to harness this I need to harness it exactly yeah. because then if I do that then something else will come along and like you gotta just keep keep it off flowing um okay. so as soon as I get an idea I'm like boop, doing that <laughs> fair play fair play and I want to ask you a question um about your song anchors away because there's a there's a constant like tip top tip top drum beat so so good and then it comes in I think it, is it a violin perhaps at the end of the track and yeah. um, I mean like where did the process for that come out of so this one's actually a super fun story so I in 2019 because like I've been practicing production a lot mm. I've kind of challenged myself to produce a new style of genre every week for a month and just like write something new so suit yourself and anchors away was actually written in the same time period and suit right. yourself is like very lo-fi i was gonna and say then, it they're yeah. two like they're, they're different <laughs> yeah. yeah that was like in the same couple of weeks and then i love the juno soundtrack so it's like right i'm just gonna sit down i'm gonna make something like the juno soundtrack and i'm literally just gonna type or write whatever pops into my head so that day it was a summer day and I was waiting around for my friends to see if anyone was like gonna go swimming or whatever. And then, and you know, and like, I don't know, the idea of LA had just been like in my mind and all this kind of stuff. And then, um, and, and actually the song is kind of about realizing like, hey, it's okay to be where you are. You know, it's like, you know, we can dream big, but home's fine, <laughs> home's fine for now. And um, it kind of a bit like rest, I suppose, where it's like, yeah, we just take a nap. So I was sitting there and I was like, literally just like on my bed there, just like with my phone. And I was just like, so where are my friends? And then my friend Jamie texted me and he was like, let's go swimming. Well, I asked him to go swimming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we went swimming that day and that's where I got the last verse. So it's like tiptoe over the can, over the pebbles and sand, the can in our hand, called this high tide living because we had like little cans. We went swimming. Um, yeah. And then I just kind of kept working on it for, for a while. And then lockdown hit and I actually got a grant from the Bengal Arts Council to go to a music convention in LA so I was mm-hmm. like this is like so accurate but I couldn't go because of the pandemic so 
that song really resonated yeah <laughs> a lot considering i yeah. did it way before that happened um but yes that thing is way i love that little track i think it's yeah. so fun it's it is brilliant it is yeah. Sean was a big fan of uh, of the artwork, not only on that one, but of on all the artwork, uh, weren't you, Skews? Yeah, yeah. And across the board, and it's something, maybe a larger question as well, about something you sort of touched on throughout. Your like sound and maybe persona or style nearly seem to have really like developed incredibly, despite what the first release being three years ago. Is, is that, as you, you mentioned earlier about like confidence and that sort of thing, is it that or was it an intentional sort of shift or is it just being more comfortable with what you want to do with your creative avenues it's definitely being more comfortable with myself and with what i want to do so i actually do all the um album work myself and like and that and like those looks and everything um and then i think i really love the gorillas growing up and mm, i love how yeah. they have characters and stuff so then i can like and again it was a pretty boy was actually a big a big stepping point and not only like my life but also like my my artwork and stuff because like it was really funny I wrote it I was just playing my guitar looking at myself in the mirror and I had a hoodie on and I was like geez I'd make a I'd make a pretty boy and I like, <laughs> <laughs> wrote an entire song about gender norms and then uh and I yeah and I did the photo shoot in my room so I what I do when I'm doing my photos is I hang up a sheet over my guitar rack and then I just kind of like set that up as a background so then and I was like, damn, I look kind of hot dressed up as a boy, you know, and then and then I kind of and then black denim came next. And I was like, yep. I had this idea for the big blue. Yeah. yeah. Coming down my face. I just yeah. thought that was really good luck. So I set up my little thing again. I just went like and I was like, OK. And then that got a lot of positive responses. And I was like, I'm just going to go all out with this. You know? <laughs> just like and then like and that really came from. I was being mentored by someone um, through the Fingal Arts Council and they were like, you need to find your brand. I was like, I don't, I don't really have a brand. I think that's too limiting. Mm. But then she was like, well, what are you? And I was like, well, I suppose like, I want to be, I want to be honest. Like I, my music's honest. Like there's no, it's all me in some weird way. Like I'm not pretending to be something. And she's like, well, that's a brand. And I was like, oh shit, that is a brand. <laughs> I was so then it's like, okay, cool. So that means that I can delve into these looks more. So now what I really want to do is actually create characters for each song. And then one day, like oh, when I'm doing a big performance, okay. people yes. can dress up as their favorite song. I like that. I like that. Oh, That's that is brilliant. Mm. <laughs> I think a, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, your imagery, especially, you know, on your socials as well, just sort of so echoes that. And I'm just like, it's different all the time. It's like fucking boy. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it's just taking a different persona and a different sort of feeling and bring it to the forefront. Um, no, it, it is really, really up exactly. like hundred percent. Um, you. I want to jump in and ask about underdog, which, you know, for me has like a more of a poppy vibe, I suppose. Um, and like, how did you come to this sort of sound? So I'll tell you exactly how I came to this sort of sound. I was walking home from college and I kind of, again, like I kind of felt like, I don't know, like I never really like belonged anywhere or like, what am I doing with my life? Like what the heck or whatever. But then I kind of started to find my footing when I was in college and I was like, Hey, like music's my jam. Like, this is cool. I can continue with this. And once I thought that, literally just came into my head exactly as you hear it. And I was like, okay, that's that. And then, and it's funny how it progressed because it's actually like, I have an idea for a music video where like it's a big race kind of thing. I won't get too into it because it's like a thing for down the line. But so to track where the, where, what the music video was going to be like, I added in the part where there's like a, and then the crowd starts clapping. And then I was like, I kind of like that. I think I'm going to keep that in the song. Okay. Um, 
so yeah so that that's that's the story of underdog kind of like my story in a like not first person kind of way <laughs> like it was super rad and i'm like i remember like she's like there was one time in a in secondary school and i was like oh i'm gonna show her when i'm really good at sports and i went so red that someone literally came up to my face and they were like you're like it's tomato <laughs> i'm never 40 again like i'm fine with it <laughs> i'm fine with the red face but like even that's the song it's like you are kind of awkward and you sometimes go so red it's so easy to think sometimes you'd be better off dead and i know how that feels most of us do it's just again it's like it's all like you're kind of awkward but it's okay yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Think, like, talking through it i feel yeah. like there's a similar there's kind of an ongoing theme in my songs that are just like it's all right mm. you feel that way but it's okay yeah and, and just as you were saying with in terms of uh, you know, resonate, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> just as you were saying in terms of resonating with somebody, you know, hopefully like in a bigger gig in, in, in time to come, of course, that there is underdogs out there, just as you have felt like the underdog, you know what I mean? And, and there's, you know, people can definitely can definitely connect there. And um, Sean, you were a fan of um, one of the most recent tracks as well. Mm-hmm. Your most recent release, I believe, stuck on the puzzle, because I keep saying stuck on a puzzle, I'm stuck <laughs> on the puzzle. Uh, what can tell us about that one? What was the inspiration or story behind that? Right, well, that's actually a song by Alex Turner, who is in the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Oh, of course. And yeah, and uh, that's in my favorite sa- soundtrack, "Submarine." I touched, I mentioned that earlier. And there was one day where, um, so I was fostering a dog over lockdown, and oh, for plenty. Yeah, she was just like so so lovely. But you know, there came a day where we had to like, because she's being trained for AADI, so um, she's like an autism assistance dog. Oh so my god! There came a day where we had to let her go, and it was heartbreaking. I was like so sad, but I live quite close to the beach, and so I was like walking down, like <laughs> you know what it's called. <laughs> and I sat down and stuck on the puzzle came on, and by the end of it, I was like, sing- I was just singing, my- sitting there singing my heart out along to that, and it just made me so happy. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's the power of music. So to say thanks, I'm gonna do like a cover because I think it actually is a really beautiful song i think alex Turner is incredible at poetry mm. he's like a soft boy who kind of covers it up with like hard guitar and stuff yeah. so i was like i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna bring this out i'm gonna show them what you're talking about so so good life by the way if you haven't seen if you've ever seen them so oh, good yeah. life oh gosh yeah i saw them in a budapest in oh. the seagat festival oh. it was amazing good times <laughs> yeah so so then- to say thanks to alex i did a cover I suppose before we um, start to wrap up, uh, you mentioned earlier you have a new track out on the 13th of August. I forgot what month it was there for a second. Uh, <laughs> what else are you working on? Come, well, what can you tell us about that new track? And what else are you working on or can people look forward to? Yeah, plenty of things. Um, so I'm actually playing the um, Fingal Poetry Festival on the 17th of September um, in Scary Mills. And um, yeah, so uh, I kind of, I learned, oh, sorry. I was in Budapest and I was like with this band and because I won this competition, it was the whole thing. It went to, um, and so we have a new song coming out called uh, Smells Like Thunder by Dear Elephant. So that's being released through a sub label of Universal. I'm not sure when, but you guys will be one of the first to hear it. And Woo! then, <laughs> so, once a want is coming out and it's actually kind of more of a poem so um i was just and it's like very over dramatic just about like something very simple but like i don't know it was raining when i wrote it so then i put rain into the soundtrack and like and i have so many songs and like i hate 
not releasing constantly like i kind of like putting one out a month and then mm. I, I mean it's my own timeline so i don't know what i'm trying to do but yeah like, but i'm like i just need to keep putting out music <laughs> and so like so i'm starting to work with a band so while i was in budapest i kind of saw people working together and like and i was like gosh that's really nice because you know for the last like two and a half three years it's just been me mm. i was like i actually need to start mm. letting people in like i can do it alone but i don't have to um so i'm trying to like reach out and like once i actually asked the musicians that i'm working with they've been there all along just being like yeah like we're you know obviously yeah. i want to do your track you, you asked me three years ago so profound um but then um so i have a song coming up called uh get get the feeling and so that'll be um my first track with like a group so i have a bassist a drummer slash uh pianist and a guitarist and that's super fun i have no idea where this one came from it's like really classic kind of oasis almost oh, like okay 80s okay. rock it's super random but then i did start listening to neil young again so it might uh, be like influenced by that so that that could do it <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's coming out um hopefully november i'm re-releasing rinse and repeat with shafee in october and then I have a song called Small Town, which is coming out in January, which I'm very excited about. That's going to come out with a music video, too. And it's kind of about being like a, like a Cumberky individual in a small town in Ireland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the fresh come with that. So. <laughs> so, yeah, so lots of things planned. Fair play. At least. Yeah. yeah, very busy. Yeah. Flat to the mat. Oh, it just sounds soft. Like. But then it's quite funny because once once came about because I've sent um get the feeling to musicians so i'm just kind of like waiting for them to come back with their pieces so i'm like i love it but like okay okay <laughs> you're so like come on yeah. Yeah, no, so i'm like okay i'll just put this out while i'm waiting <laughs> so there'll probably be more to come <laughs> fair play fair play well look um what we're gonna do now is we do this with everybody that we have on and um, what we do is like uh, a little sort of spitfire round, okay? Um, now, we know that, of course, we, we we are sorry for keeping you so long this evening already. Very, very busy lady. Um, so what we do is we ask a few, a few you know, funny questions just to sort of to see the, the interview out. Now, the first question um, we ask is, if you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? Now, Skews, where did, the, the, where did this question birth from, very briefly? <laughs> The, the, the germ of the idea that is this question and the idea of anybody who has been listening to this uh, podcast week on week will be sick of hearing <laughs> is that someone once described someone, maybe me, don't know, Jack Donnelly <laughs> as a pint of Guinness. And why is he a pint of Guinness? He's a pint of Guinness because he's a very acquired taste and a lot of people only pretend to like him. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> savage. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so with that in mind. A uh, contra bomb. You guys ever had a contra bomb? Oh, a contra bomb? Oh, yeah. I've done. I have drank a lot of weird concoctions in my day. But a I assume, tell me what's in a contra bomb. So it's Contro, which is mm. like an orange spirit. Yep. Oh, yeah. And Red oh, uh -huh. a Red Bull or like an energy drink. Oh, okay. Oh, so hold on. A oh, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a it's name like for a contra bomb. Hold on. Now. Let me see. It, what is it? Is it a like smurf bomb? No. I don't know. I called them contra bombs. They're like Jaeger bombs, but it's with contra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and why? Just because you love it? Does it describe your personality? Is it like fiery and, and, you know, or what's the... I think so. And then I think, well, I just find them really fun. And then I used to work in a pub and we'd like drink them all the time. And like, there was one point where I was like having a conversation with my manager. And then I was like, oh yeah, you know, it was like pretty quiet today. Blah, blah. And my mom called me. And in the space of talking to him, to having the phone call, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> 
passed out. Like she was like, I don't need lip time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like fun. It's bubbly. It gets you zero to hundred. Maybe I don't know. But also, I I don't. But I honestly I don't know. That's a really difficult question. Yeah, but you you enjoy them anyway, which is the main thing. I do enjoy good, them. Yeah, good, good. And they're always there for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. And maybe you know. like maybe not everyone gets them, but when they do, it's like. Bob, they enjoy, they enjoy. Well, okay, next question, because uh, we're, 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 we're flying here. Next question, if you were to have a superpower, any superpower at all, what would it be and what would you do with it? The power to have any power I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, we need rules now, Jack. We need yeah, rules. we need rules, we need rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excuse, uh, next question. Number three. If you were to make a crisp sandwich, talk us through what would be involved. The bread, the flavor of the crisp, spread or not spread. Butter. So white bread, butter, king crisps, ultimate. Oh, and flavor? Oh, that's a new one. Cheese and onion. New one? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're out of that kind of bread and if you have like the, the crusty bread that you have to like cut into... Oh, I would yeah. say salt yeah. and vinegar for that and butter. Oh, yes. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you're feeling cheeky, Ooh. Um, you got it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. The second last one. Uh, if you could go on a date li- with anyone, living or dead, who would it be and what would you do? Doesn't have to be a romantic thing. It could just be, you know, if you want to just have a wee out for dinner with whoever. My first thought was me. <laughs> <laughs> me, myself, and I. <laughs> me, myself, and I. No, that's like every day is a big day for me. <laughs> um, it's a good question. Maybe like, um, gosh, that's gonna absolutely. It's a really good question. A date with anyone? Michelle Obama. Oh, good shot. No, I'd be so intimidated. No, not intimidated, but like, oh, I wouldn't. In awe. Say. Yeah. And then it'd be the kind yeah. of thing I'd be up until three in the morning, like, why did I say that? So maybe <laughs> someone with less pressure. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I can, I, yeah, I can see so you and I can see you and Michelle, you know, clinking glasses, yeah. having a good time, enjoying it, shooting the breeze, yeah. you singing her a few songs. You know, I can see it happening. I can see it happening. I'm gonna say Michelle Obama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, final question before we let you go and do the whole usual socially promotion promoting things. Um, if COVID was to end right now, COVID and everything, all lockdowns were to be lifted, life was back to normal, what would be the first thing you'd do? Make a new song, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I ever do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like what do you call him? Pinky in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing we do every night, Pinky. <laughs> yeah. That's me. I'm Pinky and the brain simultaneously. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. I love it. Well, look, Emer, um, before we let you go, do you want to just tell everybody where they can find you, your music, and all the things you do with yourself? Yes. www.emrcreates.com. That is where you need to go to find all the things. Um, or all my social medias are emor underscore creates. So yeah, Fantastic. follow me, Brilliant. check me out. Please like my music. And yeah. Fair play. And you're in all the usual places as well. Instagram, uh, Facebook and all sorts of places. And... Yes, Twitter. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. everything you need uh, to find is at uh, emrcreates.com. Brilliant, brilliant, Amen. brilliant. 
Well, look, if anybody hasn't already, you can go and like the podcast uh, on Instagram. It is Yanni, um, the initials of You Ain't Heard Nothing Yet. You can get us on Facebook as well and on all the usual streaming platforms. Of course, if you're interested in the film club that we do as well, go and check out Sean's blog, The Project Sean Est. So look, that has um, been another fantastic chat with the brilliant Emer, who um, is coming to us live from, uh, you're in Dublin, didn't you say earlier as well, Emer, didn't yes, you? Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have to get you a pint now, or or, or, yeah. or or one of those Quantro bombs as a thank you. Yeah, you let's know? get Quantro <laughs> Definitely, definitely, definitely. But look, uh, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Emer and Sean. You have been listening to... You ain't heard nothing yet.